Hello and welcome to the Betting Brothers Podcast for week number seven in the NFL. I'm your host, Joe Noons. I'm here with my co-host and brother. Yes, yes. James James Noons. Brother. And we're doing this podcast a little late today because our normal day jobs kept us busy as as a beaver for the longest time. Um, so we're actually doing this on Saturday, October 24th, 2015. And we're here to bring you winners like we do every week. We do, I didn't do a good job myself last week on it. I went one and three. All right, I went uh, two and one. So. Two and one, great, great yeah, for you. Yeah. Great for you. I lost uh, a couple, a couple, well. A couple of close ones. I know you were with me with Denver, and that was a close one. I could have went either way. Denver really had the lead up until the fourth, and even even in the fourth, they let up 16 points. So that was a close game. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, can't beat yourself up on that game. No, 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 no. I can't. I'm not beating myself on any games. I made these picks. You know, it, it happens. I, I'm still. Te- oh, you by the way, your record now. By anyway. the way, I'm still 11 and 11 for uh, 500 for the year and overall in my best bets. But just on my sides alone, I am 10 and six. So I'm only one and five on my over unders. Uh, it's not been. Uh, so you know what to leave alone then. Well, again, no. well, this week you're right. I don't have any over unders yeah. uh, this week because I didn't like any strong. But okay. again, I'm not going to cancel it out of my my equation altogether. No, you've been good on over unders in the past. You know, you probably bounce back there at one and five. You know what? I'm going to guarantee a winning record this week. With, oh, guarantee, folks! Guarantee. This, this is ridiculous. I sh- I haven't had. Yeah, you a really don't have back-to-back this. losing streaks like that, really. But you know what? I can, I I can attest that you'll probably bounce back here. I haven't seen three in a row out of you in ages. Yeah. I don't think. Mm. Well, anyway, like so said, you're sitting at 511-11. I'm sitting at uh, ten and seven. You Which are sitting some, at right? yes, ten and seven, ten and after, seven. Going two and one after going two and one against the spread last week. Okay. Good for you, man. It's a, it's a good. I try. I try. You started off a little well, even not yeah. slow, but you started off a little bit uh, even, Steven, But now you're starting to pull away. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into NFL Week Seven games, right? NFL Week Seven. Do you have anything yes, else to tell the listeners before we go on? Uh, no, we can go straight mm-hmm. into the games if you want. Uh, so no. I got three games on the board this week. Uh, you got three as well. I mm-hmm. saw your, your list, and we got one again. The same this week. We're usually good at that. Aside from Denver last week, mm-hmm. we've been hitting them all. Even Denver, we missed off by a point or two. But yeah, anyways. we've been hitting them pretty well. Okay, so though. why don't we start off with the game we both have the same? Then we might as well. Yeah, we're gonna go with okay. my New York Jets. The New York Jets, folks. Best team in football. No, well, best defense. They will sure. be after they beat the Jets, <laughs> after they beat Patriots this week. They beat the Patriots, they will be crowned number one probably, but we'll go on. Let's if go they on. beat the Patriots, if they already beat the Patriots this week, <laughs> they will get that division, I'm telling you. You will be <laughs> elated and uh, <laughs> super happy, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, go on. Let I like the Jets too, you do too. Why don't you spit out some points to let them know why we like the Jets. Okay, let's start this off. Uh, the Jets, uh, well, not, again, it's not just a homer pick for me because I've been very selective in trying to take my Jets through thinking that I might have some homerism involved in there. But this one just seems a little bit too much. You give me a spread of over seven points. 
Uh, it's actually seven and a half right now. It opened up at nine. It's gone butt down a little bit. Uh, but the Jets in the last four games against uh, New England are four and zero against the spread. So they kept all those games close, although they are one and three straight up on those games against it. But again, those are all big spreads, just like this one. So. Uh, whenever there's a big spread like this, mm. New England tends to keep it close. And this was under the old regime of, of Rex Ryan. He kept it close. The with, Jets tend to keep the it Jets, against against Patriots. Mm. Now with Todd Bowles, I think that he has he's coaching this team way better than he ha- than Rex Ryan has at least in his first year. Right I here. would agree. On and that. he has this team looking like a playoff team. I have much more respect right now for Bowles than Rex Ryan, but yeah, I agree with you there. Now, yes, New England has been averaging 36 points a game, which is extremely high for any team. This is the highest in the NFL, but the New York Jets have allowed only 15 points per game to to, to opposing teams. It has the number one ranked defense in the NFL, Mm -hmm. Uh, so we have two clashes there, and you know what they usually say, defense wins, wins football games. So I'm thinking seven and a half points is a little too high for this one. Um, I, I, by the by the way, speaking of the line, I could see that moving up to eight, eight and a half, maybe even nine come game time. Uh, it's going to stay. No? It's I, I I feel it's for sure it's going to stay within that seven and a half to nine point range because they're not yeah. going to expose themselves. Books are not going to expose themselves to teasers. Yeah. But uh, you may be able to get a nine instead of seven and a half. Right? I don't think it's going to go back up that, no, that way. Yeah. I don't think it's going up that way, too. No, I think it's, uh, it's, I think it's going close to seven and a half. Yeah. I don't think you can get many points myself, personally. But again, anything over a touchdown, I'm jumping on it. The Jets have been doing great as a dog, especially. They're 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five attempts as a dog. They're also, uh, in a dog within three and a half to ten points, they're 5-1 and one against the spread. Now, let me ask you a question about... Uh, Revis in this game, being a former New England Patriot last year, do you think he uh, can help uh, the offense in in terms of letting them know what kind of defensive schemes New England was playing, or do you think it doesn't really matter? Uh, Do you think that would be a help to the Jets, or it's just irrelevant? In this particular case, Mm -hmm. I don't think Belichick himself gives up much information. But, But New England... What I'm saying is, he was there last year, he knows their schemes, unless they change them significantly well, that, this year, I don't know. Well, right? that's what I'm trying to say, I think, mm-hmm. as Belichick, I give him, I, I think Belichick is is uh, one of the few coaches that constantly change their schemes, constantly change mm-hmm. their, their, their coverage, so it may be different than it was with Revis there, but regardless, mm-hmm. it, this is, we're talking about Darrell Dar- 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 Revis, who's one of the if not the best quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, he's going to do his job. He's going to do it fine. Well, and, and again, any information he can give to to Bulls, the rest yeah. of the team or the rest of the players and how they or Bowles and yeah. how they can end it, I think it's going to be irrelevant because it's going to come down to those uh, individual efforts from the mm-hmm. players, which the Jets this year have been playing. Well, like I said, Todd Bowles. Four and has, two. Todd Bowles good. has this team playing like they're winners. And they feel it themselves. They know it. Now, I, I wanted to just touch up on in this game in terms of the running game. Uh, I think this is where uh, the Jets can be able to keep it close because I think they'll be able to run. Um, yes, New England well. averages over 115 yards total per game in the rushing game that they allow. And they also allow 4.94 yards per rush, which is third worst in the league. I think 
the Jets need to take advantage of this, and this can help them keep the game closer and less turnovers. If there's less turnovers, they can run the ball. I think they can keep that game close. And speaking of turnovers, too, you bring that up, mm. that the Jets, the Jets are the best team in the league at uh, protecting their quarterback. Yes. And not getting and not getting sacks. And that's the only way I think that the New England is gonna beat the Jets if they can get pressure on Fitzpatrick and well and stop the and run game. As to, because Chris yeah. Ivy's been running wild and that's yeah. the biggest weakness in the in New England. Well they're third the worst, right? In the yards per rush and they don't look good on but, the run. But exactly. You're so, right. so they already don't look good in the run. And now they're playing against a team that doesn't let the, doesn't let you get to the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. I, again, now you're asking for seven points. I think it's way too much. And Jets, Jets cover this game. It's to stay within three, and they have a chance to outright win this game. I was just about to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they outright win them. And you know me, I'm going to be sprinkling a little on the money line there. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, but let's move on. We, yeah. So we're both on the Jets there at seven and a half points. Uh, do you want to tackle the next game, or do you, you want me to? Um, no, I can go on to the next game. I like the uh, Baltimore and Arizona game to go over, which is the Monday night. Mm, yeah. Um, I had some thoughts on this game, too. I was going back and forth on it myself, but I decided to pass on it. So you like the over in this I, game. I like the over in this game. I think uh, both teams will be able to throw. Both teams will be able to score, I think. It's... Uh, it, I mean, the question to me would be how much does Baltimore score, you know, in terms of keeping up with Arizona. Because when I look at this game, I can't see... When I look at this game, I can't see Arizona... Um, I can't see Arizona not scoring a bunch of points. If I look at uh, since the Suggs injury, Terrell Suggs injury to Baltimore, I can see... Uh, I can see since the Suggs injury that they've allowed... Plenty of points to their opposing uh, uh, their opposing teams. Um, Baltimore has allowed 37 points to Oakland, 28 points to Cincinnati, 20 points to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh missed two field goals. Really, it should be at 23, 26 points. Mm, mm. Cleveland, they allowed 33 points, and San Fran last week, which they lost to, they allowed 25 points to a San Fran team. Now, as we've seen on Thursday against Seattle, it was pretty pathetic on offense. Um, so... Now you're going against, in my opinion, one of the best uh, offensive teams in the league uh, this year. So I see Arizona hitting over 30 points easily. The question is, how much Baltimore is Baltimore going to score? And I can see Baltimore this time getting in the 20s. Mm. But well, the, the 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 reserve I have on that pick of, of yours is that Baltimore every game this year has been started off really slow in the first half. Yeah, you know, and now you're going against an Arizona team who's in the in the top half of defense. Um, it's not up there in the top ten. But or, they'll yeah go on. Right, so now you're playing against a now going into to to, to to Baltimore, who is offensively challenged a bit this year. Uh, well, I, that that I, I I would question because you well, still have Foster. Smith back, I mean, you right? still have um. Uh, not fast. So you still have Forset. a Joe Forsett that I think can run. Right. And and you'll have Steve Smith back in the passing game. And with Flacco, Flacco, I don't put Flacco in the bottom half of these QBs. Like, for instance, a uh, a Nick Foles or, for instance, you know, bottom of the barrel type um, or an Alex Smith. 
I think Flacco can move the ball and throw. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I just think he, he'll put up some points as well. You know, and uh, and you, who's to say that we might not get Arizona putting up a 40 again? You know, a 40 score. No, we might that. They did that well, against I, San Fran. Again, I, I, I have a slight lean to Baltimore keeping this game close in, it, okay. in, in, in this game myself. Not a best bet. Very mm. close though. I was. Mm. I just, you were on the fence with Baltimore, but I you was were on the fence. There. Yeah. Okay. But I have no opinion on the over under. I I do think my initial lean was I think it's a little bit high, but again, then again, mm. it is an Arizona game, and Arizona's been mm. putting up thirty points themselves on a regular. Or uh, most also, of the games. when I look at the other side of this and saying, okay, if this game is going to go under, mm. it have to be, in my opinion, a couple of. Um, um, weird plays or abnormalities in the game in terms of because Baltimore to stop that offense it's got to be kind of like what happened last week with Arizona and Pittsburgh where they moved the ball around but couldn't put couldn't score touchdowns they only ended up with 13 points but yet mm -hmm. offensively they went over 400 yards in that game they threw for over 400 yards they it's did just a weird game they that did. they themselves did. did not get over 20 points I don't think Baltimore is that good as good a defense but again, if that's the only way I see it not going high, is weird plays of you know them, you know Arizona going on the run and then throwing a pick in the red zone rather than coming out with points, well, and then shaves yeah. that shaves that game under slightly rather than going over. But I can't see it. I can't see it. Well, After just scoring thirty the points the last the week, only I think the only stat yeah. I have that goes with the over under here um, or trend is that uh, Arizona is four and zero to the under. Four unders on their last four Monday night games, but, but that's a tough stat because I don't know how many years that goes back. No, it's a small sample size as well. Okay, you want to go on to your next your game then, son? Son. <laughs> son. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my next pick. I'm going to Jacksonville in London. Oh. And, the ugly game that nobody wants to yeah, watch. The ugly game nobody wants to touch. Nobody, no one's probably going to watch it, but I have a strong lean on Jacksonville in this game. And this is a, a situational play for me. And only situational play. Really, you got to throw all the trends out the window in this one because of the Jack of the London game. Going to London, yeah. Um, but the reason why I like Jacksonville in this game is people like to bring up the stat of... Uh, teams after playing Seattle, the, the teams the week after playing Seattle tend to be beat up and have a letdown game because they just had a hard-fought series. Uh, oh, we're talking about prior seasons, right? Yes, well, yeah. sorry, for the last season and a half. Yeah, I'm yeah. just talking about more recent history. More recent, yeah. Everybody's been talking about how Seattle is, gonna, is, is always tough to play against, and then the week after, teams tend to lose. Mm -hmm. But that theory in, with Seattle has been debunked recently. Correct. You know, uh, so that, that theory has been debunked. And I think the new team, but there is a team every year, a one or two teams that's the, that are in that category every year that mm -hmm. teams do not want to play because they play such a physical game true. and they take true. a toll on you. True. L like, like you said, the years in the past with Seattle, prior to Seattle was Pittsburgh. Right. And so now you're thinking there's a new team has emerged. The new team year. has emerged, and this is the Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah. if you look back from the last year and a half, the last season and a half, this is a team that is beating up on teams. This is a team that's healthy offensively and defensively. And 
they 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 hit you they pound you and they, they they make you feel it yeah i can see that yeah yeah I, you know what i would agree with that i think since he i mean they, they do have back. a strong defense and even even last week's game see uh, two weeks ago they seattle played since mm -hmm. seattle loses next mm -hmm. week against against carolina or last week against yeah, carolina. carolina you're right you're right now you're asking them now you're asking buffalo who just played since to go fly into london and, uh, and fly to London and, and, and beat the Jacksonville team. Yeah, Jacksonville is not a great team, but they are throwing away. They are playing better recently. They are they putting are, up points. And they are putting up points exactly. And uh, they are putting up points. And if they're gonna have a home field advantage anywhere, it's gonna be in London because they they have more home. They have more fans coming to their games in London than they do in their own stadium. Yeah. I think so. so I think this can only help Jacksonville. Now this line opened up at six. It's moved down to four and a half. But as long as you can get this one over a field goal, I think you're safe with taking Jacksonville there. They're going to outright win that game. Yeah, I can see that. I know I know Buffalo is going to London with a, um, you know, a stack of injuries. A stack of injuries. Uh, and I, and don't, I don't think uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to play. I'm not... 100% sure. Tyrod Taylor will not play. I don't no. think he's playing. So you got EJ in there. And I don't think Sammy Watkins is playing as well. No, he's not playing as well. That I know for sure confirmed. He's not playing. Now, and now again, because of that, the, uh, like you mentioned those those offensive injuries, and Buffalo already has the 27th ranked offense in the league. Yeah. So it's already yeah. not a great offense. Yeah. Under under Rex Ryan here, and, and Rex and even, Ryan never really has a great offense. And even defensively, other than that first game against uh, Indy, who we all know who Indy is yeah. now, they what? didn't look that great. You're right about that. Yeah. They haven't looked great since then. You know, they haven't looked dominant. They've yeah. looked good. Yeah, you know, but they but haven't looked you, dominant like they have in that performance. Yeah. They haven't looked like one of the top ten defenses that everybody expected them yeah. to be. Yeah. Um. And for them to win this game, I think they're going to need to bring back that defense. And they are, another 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 trend to point against Buffalo's way is that they do not do good in the favorite role. They're only two and seven against the spread. Their last nine oh, yeah, playing the role as the favorite. Interesting. So again, I'm going. This is a situational play, uh, going against Buffalo because they're beat up from playing Cincy. I'm loving Jacksonville in the London game. Cheerio, chop chop. And you're getting Put on the blood. board. And we're looking at underdog Jacksonville at plus plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Plus, four, I have it at plus four and a half plus right now. Again, I could have got it at six when it opened. Kind of kicking myself you know, on I, that I, one. I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards that pick now. I like it. I like it. Good pick, buddy. Thank you. Uh, okay, let me give up my last one then. And I think this one we might be in the disagreement with. I really like the St. Louis Rams at home with a spread of minus six and a half to beat Cleveland Browns, who are who are going into uh, St. Louis. into St. Louis off a rough loss in overtime to Denver last week. Yeah, hard fought game. Um, I I'm just gonna stick to one. The, the major point that I like in St. this Louis game... St. Louis coming off their bye, right? And St. Louis is coming off their bye. I like to stick to the major point in this game where defense beats offense. And let me elaborate here. Cleveland, offensively, it really is not good. Cleveland had three turnovers last game against Denver. Okay. Uh, they've last, played, game, last game they were without their two... Two top corners. Yes. So 
defense, mm. meaning St. Louis defense, beats Cleveland's offense. Okay. That's where the game's going Okay, sorry, you're talking about... I said defense beats deep. offense. I know, but you're talking about yeah, Denver. Yeah, so Denver, Denver last week, Cleveland's offense, Cleveland's yeah. offense gave up three te- turnovers. They played teams with below average defenses except for Denver last week. And in that game, Denver held them to seven points up until 10 minutes left in the fourth, ga- in, in the fourth quarter. So really, most of the game, they held them in check. And that's with the Denver defense missing two key players, one being DeMarcus Ware, which made them less dominant on the pass rush. Now you're playing a St. Louis team defensively who are dominant on the pass rush. And that where, that's where you're going to get those turnovers again through Cle- with Cleveland. Uh, in that game, okay, in that Denver game, mm-hmm. okay, um, Cleveland ran the ball 33 times for 109 yards, averaging 3.3 rushes per yard. That's horrible. Yeah. They're less than 300 yards total offense. Um, now, and that's against a Denver team, like I said, that was missing players. Now we're looking at St. Louis's defense that's coming fresh off a bye that, that came off a loss to Green Bay prior to the, prior to the bye week, going into the bye week. That's going to be fully ready to come out and lay a smack down on this Cleveland team. Um, and if we look at St. Louis defensively, they average 3.8 sacks per game, third in the league. They average 300, less than 350 yards total offense per, per game. That's 11th in the league. Mm-hmm. And they average less than seven yards per passing rush, uh, per passing uh, yards per, pa- per pass is less than seven yards. Again, Cleveland won't be able to throw. Cleveland won't be able to run. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They average under 20. Again, St. Louis's defense averages under 23 points per game. I can't even see Cleveland getting close to 20 points in this game. Uh, uh, and then, yeah. and now, okay, so now that's just offense versus defense. Yeah. For that Cleveland's yeah, defense, Cleveland's offense. That. Versus, okay, why don't you counter that offense versus defense? Cleveland's offense, horrific. St. Louis's defense, amazing. What, what do you want well, to counter on those two points? Well, the defense, uh, as for the defense itself, St. Louis's, uh, they had a couple of injuries out this week. And the guys that didn't practice that probably won't be playing the game, uh, such as Alec Ogletree, who's been a, a, a force for them on the line and uh Chris Long's gonna be out for this game as well. Um they do have you're right in terms of saying that St. Louis does have one of the best defenses, but again, like go, flipping it around, they do have the worst offense in the NFL. Cleveland does have, like you said, the one of the worst uh, defenses, but they are getting healthier now. And you're talking about a St. Louis team who Plays down to opponents. Plays up and down to opponents every single week. I yeah. would. I won't disagree with that uh, statement. That has. It's been generally the the mo on on St. Louis, like you said, up and down. To right, and 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 again, a little bit of this. St. Louis has the buy, had the buy, but I personally believe that they weren't spending as much time preparing for the Cleveland game as they were preparing for next week for San Fran the division game that they're playing next week after this game. So I think some of that, not all of it, I'm saying some of that prep time, I believe, went to that game. 
to try and overlook yeah. Cleveland a little for bit. For two weeks, I, I would I would for sure say, for sure, they're prepping on that. But they probably prepped for Arizona and Seattle to, as well in their division. Because you have 14 days yeah. to prepare. And also, Cleveland been doing great as a dog recently. 6-1 mm-hmm. against the spread. Mm-hmm. And their last seven as a dog. Um, I just... Yeah, well, let us let me get back into that point about uh, St. Louis's offense versus Cleveland's defense now. Um, I think uh, and the best... Six and a half points, sorry. And then one thing is, mm. the spread here is six and a half points. So you're asking St. Louis to cover a touchdown. It's been a long time since I can remember St. Louis covering a touchdown spread. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I'm not going to disagree. The trends don't... The trends don't favor St. Louis on my end there. Mm-hmm. I just like the situational factor and the team they're going against. You know, I I, I, I see, like, 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 getting back to the offense versus defense in terms of if we flip the script and have St. Louis on offense versus Cleveland's defense. If Cleveland wants to... If Cleveland wants to... Uh, how is Cleveland's run offense in, in, in terms of... Sorry, in terms of uh, their defense, uh, Cleveland's defense, they're ranked... Uh, 31st in team defense. Yes, yeah, next to second next worst. to last, and in their run defense, and last, and and they are last in run defense. I don't know if you knew this, but Cleveland is last in run defense yes, in yards per game and yards and and yards per rush. Again, we we know that St. Louis's offense is dynamic and cannot anemic, score. Anemic, anemic yeah. and cannot score. I, but I think this is a good chance for them coming off thereby to come up with a good game plan to run the ball. Because again, they are running against the worst run defense in the league. Why can't Gurley come because, off and pull, but they pull have the worst, yards? Because Why? they have the worst offense in the league. And Nick Foles, St. Louis, right? St. But this is what I'm saying. So many but picks. I, I, I understand. But if you, if you don't need Nick Foles to throw, but you can run the ball... You can limit those turnovers. Okay, you're right. This is where you're, I'm you're saying right. they're going to control the game offensively with the run. You're right about that. You can control the game. But again, I I, I feel that they're not going to be too bad at, at covering Gurley. I, I, I limiting so, them. So let me, let me... Okay, so then you think they can do better on the run defensively it's, this game. And they can do better offensively then. No, no. It's more so I am in... I like I seen it for years, mm. for the last at least two years, two mm. seasons now with St. Louis. That whenever you think they're gonna win a game and come out mm. and, and run the ball like crazy, they play down. Like I said, they play up to the opponent. So maybe their game plan, like for I some see. reason so they, for some reason they always do something to keep other teams in that in, in the game. Mm. And now you're asking me to take a take them for a whole a full touchdown. It just feels so, something. My gut is telling me that they don't they don't cover spreads like no. this. So you're, and so you. It's more of a value play. Well, I feel, that, that's what I'm number. saying. It's, it sounds to me that it's more of a play against St. Louis than mm-hmm. on Cleveland. Well, it's because you can't really name any good points for Cleveland aside. But you've named a number of points. Well, like I said, they go, they're six and one. They're six and one as a dog. Uh, I don't like the injuries from St. Louis. Uh, the 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 guys that didn't practice, Ogletree and, and Chris Long. As well as the guys coming back for, or uh, some injuries coming back for since for Cleveland. Yes, they're still going to be without Joe Hayden, mm. but they are getting uh, another defensive back, uh, another defensive end back. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't head. know if that's going to help with the run. Though. Again, again, the just saying they're getting healthier in general. It may not yeah. help with the run, but again, I'm kind of in the the, the feeling that. And again, Cleveland. 
has been scoring points recently. They could yeah. put up points. McAllen is not the worst. He's doing way better than Nick Foles is with the, with I, the offense. I, I, I like St. Louis. I, you, you gave some good points if you want to take to, in terms of trends-wise. But in terms of Cleveland as a team, I can't see them do it. I guess also, if they don't cover, another, maybe it's a blip on uh, blimp on St. Louis, you know, with a couple of, uh, uh, you know, m- messy plays here and there. Well, here's one but, other trend against St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, again, like I said, when they play up and down to teams, here's a perfect trend that, that fits that. They are 4-11 versus teams with losing records. Oh, sorry, at home with versus teams with losing records. So, like I said, they don't play that role when they're supposed to win. I'm going to be the first person to admit that the trends do not look good for St. Louis here. For me, though, I'm just strictly looking at this game and the individual teams this year. I'm ignoring all the trends, which mostly you don't want to do. But I can tell you that for this game, I think it's... I I personally believe that the trends go out the window because the teams are so opposite uh, on opposite ends in terms of the offense and defense. There's such no, extreme there that the defense at home will come out with that win. Even if Foles can't move the ball, I'm confident that Cleveland can't. And you might see a 12-3 win for St. Louis. Uh, Regardless, I, I can't the see the there. scoring from Cleveland. I can't see the points come out. I just can't. And if you can run the ball in Cleveland, you can, you can maintain the possession of the ball. You can maintain the con- control of the game. And... and you know, short field, giving giving any offense short field, they can score. And I think you're going to get a lot of short fields um, because of that St. Louis defense. Uh, just far, far for me to trust Fisher in the gang there. But let's move on. Uh, you like that. I, I'm, on the, I'm not with you. One of the rare ones where I'm not with you on that one, we have completely opposite one, uh, feelings. Okay. Um, so let's move on to my last game, my week, uh, my um, third best bet. I'm going uh, back to the well where a team that I've been doing great with picking all year, going back to San Diego, minus four and a half points, or four points, against the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Now, uh, a couple things about this game. Uh, San Diego... I've been fading San Diego. Or I've been, I've been, I've been letting people know that they should be cautious about picking them because with their offensive line injuries, um, and with their offensive line injuries, and how they didn't have time to throw, and they they wouldn't have time to throw, and this and that. But surprisingly, even with their offensive line injuries, they are ranked first, number one in the whole league in, in total yards. Oh, San Diego. San Diego. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even with the so they actually get the yards with those with, with those injuries on the offensive line. Now the huge thing here is now all those injuries are coming back. Oh, all those injuries. Oh, aside aside from aside from Te, Mante Teo, who's still injured, you're gonna you should be having Hairston back for this game. You have DJ Fluker back for this game, and you have oh, Orla- wow. and you have Orlando Franklin back for this game. Oh wow, that's a big difference. That's a big help. Wow. Those are huge helps. Wow, those are, that's wow. a huge help. So now they already had an offense that's been tearing it, tearing it up. Not their run game. The run yeah, game has yeah, been horrible. Yeah. But and and that's the thing. The run game. Sorry, they are. Let me get back to yeah, that. Yeah, let's get back. They had an offense that's been tearing it up. Now they have a healthy offensive line back. And uh, 
and so which which just means that they're gonna have even more time to throw. Um, and on the flip side, like yes, they have a or on the other side, they have a shitty, uh, bad yeah. run, a bad run game, but uh, they have a really bad run game, but they don't have to use it. And Oakland, Oakland's best defensive aspect is stopping the run. But again, if 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 San Diego doesn't use the run, which they never do. That's a, that stack can be thrown out the window. Can I just jump in on just quickly on that run game? Yeah, you're right that they don't have a good run game, but I think San Diego has changed up their plan in terms of running. In terms of instead of handing the ball off to run, they'd rather do short screen plays or short throws throwouts on a one yarder and get them in running space that way, rather than running it. You know, primary. Um, like you know, traditionally out of the backfield they'd rather throw out of the backfield that is kind of somewhat of a run if you're throwing it laterally not even a screen you know, pass like a yeah, screen, a screen yeah. Pass or even even less like i said even sometimes not a screen it's just you throw the ball out to run uh, rather than hand off to right run right with our danny woodhead there but anyways yeah now the head-to-head they played four games in the head-to-head series in the last couple of years oakland is three and one against the spread in those games but said, but one in three straight up Oakland is. Mm-hmm. And now the reason why it looks it look that's that favors Oakland at three and one against the spread. But let me tell you, those games were all over touchdown spreads. I was about to say they're probably high spreads for San Diego. Exactly, those were all touchdown spreads yeah. for San Diego over and over. Some of them were ten. Yeah. One of them was ten. Now you're getting four points here. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Throw that. Throw those the stats to the window because now you're dealing with the manageable spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, San Diego getting healthy. The look ahead at the start of this year, at the start of the year for this game, was San Diego minus minus eight. Mm-hmm. And that even, was even this that, e- that so was before all the injuries. Even this week, it opened up a minus five and a half and moved down. It moved up by I'm talking about eight at yeah, the start yeah, of the year. This yeah. was over. This was yeah, yeah, yeah. This was yeah, a heavy favorite yeah, at the start of the, of the year. And the way San now Diego people was lost. and people starting to, yeah. to to buy into Oakland a little yeah. bit like they do every year. Sharps yeah. always love Oakland for some reason, but again, Oakland yeah. is only three and eight versus their own division. Not good, but then again, San Diego is not the greatest on that either. But uh, San Diego has the worst. San Diego is one of the worst teams versus the run. But they have the league's best offense, like I said, in total yards, which, like I said, this is going to equate to a, a passing game for San Diego, and Oakland will be trying their hardest to just run the ball. Oakland's mm-hmm. game plan will be to run the ball. Well, that's what I was going to say. San Diego will be to throw. But, again, I think by the end of the game, Oakland will have to abandon that and start throwing it because they're going to be down points because San Diego can score quickly, and they will score quickly on this offense. Well, that that would be the only concern in that my game in that game for that would be the San Diego's run defense is one of the last and it's last in the league, and so if Oakland can take advantage of it, maybe they keep that close. But again, if you if San Diego comes out with a bang and you know up fourteen nothing, yeah, you're gonna have, have to abandon the run. run. So that run defense, poor run defense, would be irrelevant in that game. So. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I'm leaning towards San Diego. Then I wasn't sure at first, but. I think I think you're right. After I just think you're getting a lot of value with yeah, the spread being at, at minus four. This spread was should be closer to six, maybe seven, closer to where it was at the start and of the was, year. Especially yeah, now with all the injuries yeah. coming back for San Diego, San Diego getting a lot healthier. And they've lost two in a row, I believe now, right? One to Green Bay, and prior to that, they lost on a Monday nighter to Pittsburgh, which really, 
they know, that was a close one. They lost Pittsburgh. Yeah, yes, they yes. lost to Pittsburgh, which was a close one. They, yeah, but anyways, I, I digress. I, 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 yeah, I, I like to San Diego. Okay, so why don't we recap our plays then, Joe? Uh, I, I got three. Yeah, I got three. I got uh, Baltimore, Arizona over forty nine. I got St. Louis at minus six and a half, and I got the New York Jets at plus seven and a half. Uh, my three, my three best bets. I'm going with the Jets as well at seven and a half. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> at uh, four and a plus, plus four and a half, half, and I take San Diego's. Go Chargers, go uh, at four points. At minus four. Okay. At minus four points. Now, I don't know if we mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast, but we have a special guest. Special, for us today. Ba, 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 ba. hands up! It is my boy Nathan News. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> now, he, he has is dying to he, sit in on the podcast. He is dying to give us his three picks and teams that he likes for this week. So he's got three picks to shoot us over. Okay, Nate. Take over, Nate. All right. Okay, so we have Baltimore and Arizona. Baltimore and Arizona, good game. I really think Baltimore is going to win this because... Yeah. We have Justin Forsett and and Joe Flacco. Yeah, you yeah, don't know what they're gonna. You don't know what they're doing. So. Now that would be a big upset. I'm with them. I'm with them. I like Baltimore. Yeah. And um, next game. So you heard that, folks? Baltimore outright win. Detroit at Minnesota. Now I know Detroit's one of the worst in the league, but. Well, you know your stuff. They actually have a chance to win versus Minnesota because they're just like them, just a little bit better. Nice. So, but uh-huh. I think they're going to win it. So let me I'm guess, you like, like Alvin Johnson? I like that pick too. There's two good picks. I'm with you on New York Jets and New England. Oh, yeah, you got to take my team. So I really <laughs> want New England. Oh, oh <laughs> So you think New England's gonna win that game? We have Gronkowski. Oh, he's Julian a beast. Edwin. Oh yeah. Um, Who else again? Tom Brady. Oh yeah, Tommy. And that's all that I can say. So you want to <laughs> recap your three plays again? Yes. Number one. Baltimore and Arizona. And then no, you like Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Number two, you like. Um, New England. New England. New England yeah. Number three, you like. Detroit. Okay. <laughs> good picks, good picks, buddy. I like. Wanna say, I like two of them. Obviously, I do not like you betting against my Jets. Yeah, I know. It's your favorite team. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's the best team. <laughs> it's the best team that everybody should have, should have as their favorite team. Oh well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> good, good. Got you on my side now. Um, so now we're going to do the rapid rundown. Thank you again, Nathan. For, Thanks, Nate, for, the for giving your picks. Insightful news and opinions. I like that. Um, so now we're going to give a rapid uh, our, our rapid picks here for the rest of the games that we did not touch. And you know what? Since you're here, Nathan, you can help and you can give us your pick too. We'll go through every game that we didn't talk anything, about. Yeah. And if you like the a team in that game, just say yeah, I, I like this. One game Okay, well, well when we, we get there, yeah, exactly. When we get to it, you can start it off, Joe. Uh, we'll start it off with uh, Pittsburgh at KC. Uh, the this game uh, was no lie for the longest time because of uh, the Ben Roethlisberger injury or him coming back, I should oh, say. Uh, the spread is 
KC minus two and a half points right now in that game, and the over-under is 43 points. Uh, I do not really have a side in this game. Uh, maybe a slight lead to KC, but not, not even, it's going to be a pass for me. What do you like? Well, yeah, well, I, I, um, I, I'm, it's a pass for me right now. All I can say is I know my Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is a type of game that they end up blundering and losing, even though yeah, they should yeah, win. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Oakland last year. It reminds me of prior years where they should be winning this game, and somehow they go in and lose the game. I don't know, but right now it's a pass for me. What about you, Nate? Well, I actually had the same thing about my dad. Oh, yeah, same opinion as yeah. your dad? Okay. Yeah. Let's go on to the next game. game. Uh, next, we got Houston at Miami. Ren the Dan Campbell Miamis. Uh, <laughs> Miami is getting five points, and the over-under is 44 and a half points. I loved Miami last week and got the win with them, but I think I'm going to lean towards... I have a slight lean right now towards Houston in this game. Uh, I just think that they... It's about time that they, they they start playing a little bit better. They've been playing pretty bad. And Houston, you're talking Houston, about but it, again, I, I think it's mainly because they can't have... They, they, they're not making a decision on their quarterback. Yeah, it's a tough game. Yeah. I would lean towards... Taking Houston with the points, but I am not playing it. Yeah, not playing. You have any uh, pick for that game for Houston and the. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, next game we got uh, Minnesota at Detroit. Now, Nathan touched on this game. Me and you did not touch on this no. game. And like I told Nathan, I, I'm leaning towards Detroit in that game too. Uh, I think if Detroit plays good in the revenge spot. They're 42-24 and 24 against the spread in, in home revenge games. I also have a slight lean towards the under because Detroit is 18-8 and 8, on an 18-8 under run in their last 27 games. So those are two leans that I have, slight leans on that game. Uh, this almost made my card. It was on my short list. I really like Minnesota. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, I think Minnesota can run in that game. Um, Detroit is 7th worst in run defense, and I think uh, they're playing uh, much better. Minnesota overall, I think they have a better defense, better team. I have a lean. I, I really like Minnesota, but I it's tough to pull the trigger because it's a divisional game. It's, it's the second one this year, and you know, I, it's like you said, can you trust Minnesota? But let's uh, move on then. And also, lots of line movement in that game too, from the start of the year. Talking about mm -hmm. the early line movement, they had. I think it was Detroit mm -hmm. minus five. I minus, yeah, yeah. It was but again, the way that the way that the season's been going, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we'll move on to Atlanta at Tennessee. Uh, Atlanta is six point favorites on the road, and the over under is forty seven points. Uh, I really have no opinion in this game. And what's the spread right now? Sorry, six, six points. It's moved up from three and a half. Yeah, it um, opened up at five and a half. So again, I have a slightly to Atlanta just because uh, I can't bet Tennessee, but I I'm not gonna trust them with my money. Yeah, I think yeah, I I, I want to take Tennessee just because I know I'll be going against the public there. I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna want to take Atlanta there, but yeah. I, I Atlanta does a, Atlanta's really bad as a small I, I favorite. Can't, yeah, I can't I can't. Well, actually, they were as well here, not anymore. I, I, I'm just, I'm not sure exactly who Atlanta is really right now. 
You know, exactly. So I'll gonna, leave it alone. And I don't know who Tennessee is. For I them. know who Tennessee well, is. We know they're in the bottom of the barrel. I don't know how bad they are. But I don't know how good they can be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or how bad Atlanta can I, play on the road. You know, Matt Ryan's just not the same quarterback on the road. You know, but. Yeah, Anyways. Know. This year, I think they're slightly better with Dan Quinn. But again, I'm not going to touch that game. Uh, next game, moving on. Tampa Bay at Washington. Um... Washington's a three-point mm-hmm. favorite at home. The over/under is forty-two and a half. Mm-hmm. I got a slight lead to Tampa in this game. Yeah, I Tampa my short list as well. And, well, what, yeah, like my slight reasons is like I said, Cincy is a team that beats up on you, and I think that the Jets did the same same thing to Washington last week. And Washington has a bye next week, so if they lose this game and regroup, that's yeah, I could see it. It's, it could be understandable mm-hmm. for that. A lot of injuries to Washington. There's a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah, you gotta leave Tampa. You gotta lean on that game? Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. Tampa or Washington? Mm, actually, Washington. Oh, yeah. he's going against Oh, Atlanta. I didn't ask you about Atlanta, Tennessee. Do you like anyone in that game? Well, I would go with Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta, okay. Let's move on. Uh, next, we got New Orleans at Indy. Indy is a four point favorite at home. The over under is 52 points. I'm uh, no lean in this game. Don't want to yeah. touch it with ten football. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. Well, I think Drew Brees and Andrew Luck is good, but I don't know which one. But if I was gonna go with it, I would go with the Indianapolis Colts. They're Colts. That's my lean as well. If I had to go with the lean, I like the Colts to come out crush them at home. But yeah. they're usually yeah. good at home, and they haven't uh, won in what they've lost two in a row now. So, anyways, let's move on. Uh, we got moving on to the four thirty game. Dallas at the Giants. The Giants are three and a half point favorites at home, over under a forty six. And this is another one that I'm going to have to pass on. There's too many intangibles in this game. Matt Castle's going to be starting for Dallas. Uh, Giants are. Giants are very inconsistent week to week. One week they're giving away six turnovers. Next week they're getting, they're, they're winning the turnover battle by three. Mm. <laughs> you know? And so, the Giants are at home or away in this Giants game? Giants are at home in this, oh, game. In this game. But they're getting the old, the hook, the three and a half. Mm. So, okay, That's the thing I don't like, you know, in those division games there in terms of Dallas. And even last game, Dallas won by one point. Mm. It's, I could see it being another three-point game. And... That's why I don't. I'm not sure where to go on that. Don't have mm-hmm. a lean either. But and I was. Lean, I think uh, I was leaning a little bit to the over originally, but then I, can't, I don't know what my mm-hmm. is going to do. It's going to be very yeah. hard to. There, there's a couple of intangibles. You're not sure what's going to happen. What do you think, Nate? No. Well, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get really good, but and Eli Manning. He already is really good. Yeah. Well, they are really good. So you have but, a lead, yeah. yeah, I think I think the Giants. If I was going to take anything, I would take the Giants. Okay. Nice. Nice. Let's move on. All right. Let's go to the last game on the board that we didn't touch is Philadelphia at Carolina. Carolina is a three-point favorite. Uh, over under is forty-five points. I have a slight lead to Carolina in this game. Uh, Philly is seven sixteen and one against the spread versus teams winning record. And with teams winning, winning records, and they are 0 and 4 against the spread on a short rest with Chip Kelly as their coach. Mm. So, and just a slightly basically on trends to, to Carolina, nothing too tangible there. I, I feel the same, I'm not sure. I don't have a big lean 
if I would right now, I'd probably lean to Carolina, but you know, I have a couple of questions that need to be asked in this game. Right. And one it would be, can Philly run the ball? Because if they can, then they can keep that game close, right? But that's what it'll come down to. What are you, you have a, you have an opinion on this game? Yeah, I think it'd be Philadelphia. Oh, you like Philadelphia to win? Okay. All right, well, that's the show for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to reach us, you can reach us at Twitter at Betting Bros Pod, all one word, or on Gmail at Betting Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up there. We can talk football and give us uh, give you a couple more leads if we have any any games that uh, that we feel a little stronger on close to game time. Uh, Till then, thank you for joining us this uh, week, Nathan. Welcome. We appreciate your insight into this game, and thank you, James, again. Uh, I think great. it was a good show. It was great. Uh, to everybody else, I hope everybody else catches this weekend and has a, a good, happy, happy and winning weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, and see you next week. Out.